The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We were also talking before the break about the fact that Israel has confirmed it is pulling some of its forces out of Gaza. Their ground troops, the number of ground troops uh, in Gaza is going to dwindle in the coming days. General Sir Richard Barons is with me. He's a former British Army Chief of Staff. He's now co-chairman of Universal Defence and Security Solutions. Uh, Richard, you're very, very welcome to the programme and thank you for taking the time to speak to us. Um, Can you talk us through in more detail what is happening and how we interpret it? Yes, so uh, we've seen the uh, Israel's ground operation unfold since October in in this um, enormous and brutal way. And what they've essentially been doing is clearing through parts of Gaza, trying to identify where uh, Hamas are, whether that's people or infrastructure. And in many places, they they have think they have completed that clearance phase, and they believe they've probably dealt with about two thirds of. Hamas in terms of its command structure and its forces still leaves an awful lot uh, yet to be found. But now they're going to shift gear to more targeted uh, operations. And this is um, only partly in response to international pressure. It's more to do with the progress that they think they've made. And to do that, they're going to use fewer soldiers. So they're thinning about five brigades out now and returning many reservists back to their normal life, which of course means that they can regenerate them in the future. That does not mean that this is anywhere near done. Uh, this targeted phase for the remaining element of mass could take months, and it's actually be very hard to know when enough is enough. So we're really no near the end of the violence. So at the outset of this, when Benjamin Netanyahu and others from the Israeli government and spokespeople for the IDF talked about destroying Hamas, um, did they mean that literally at the time, or did they mean it in the sense now that they're talking about having kind of crippled Hamas to a degree, they want to now limit their capability to carry out further attacks? So I'm sure they meant it then and now, but the, but the Israeli military commanders would have been in no doubt, this is this is virtually impossible to do, not least because quite a lot of Hamas is not in uh, Gaza. And you, you can't destroy an idea with high explosive. And of course, some of the leadership and many of the fighters unless they um, opt to stand in the way of the Israeli military, will find uh, a, a way of dodging or escaping. And uh, therefore, there is this major challenge for Israel that Hamas could just regrow itself, even if it takes some years to do that. Uh, and all of this uh, destruction will then be seen in hindsight as, frankly, for, for very little. So what they're trying to do is to make the bit of Hamas that can regenerate as small and as weak as possible. And also, I suspect that the People of Palestine need no reminder now about the sort of thing that happens if Hamas flourishes in their midst in the future. Uh, the the other goal, of course, once the military operation got underway, was the recovery of hostages. Um, I mean, is is this kind of a tacit admission that they feel the IDF are unlikely to to recover them? That it is through ceasefire that they're going to get more hostages back or what's happening in that regard? I, th- I think it's a combination of two things. First of all, Israel has always prioritised trying to destroy Hamas over getting the hostages back. That, that's a clear-sighted, strategic and ruthless uh, decision. And they've had some hostages back by negotiation, but, but not um, males of fighting age. And I don't think they'll be deflected in future from, getting, uh, from destroying Hamas by prioritizing getting the hostages back. They will hope that uh, at the end, Israel will feel it's done as much as it can do, and then 
they'll they'll see if the residual remaining hostage numbers can be released. But it, it's just not at the top of their list. The, the the fear that some expressed as well once this military operation got underway, Richard, was that uh, the brutality of the assault on Gaza w- would act as a recruitment tool for Hamas. And we've seen some signs of that even in the West Bank, where the Palestinian Authority have held sway for such a long time that Hamas's popularity is growing there. So I don't think we should be in any doubt at all that, that the long-run effect of this Israeli action in Gaza will be to uh, traumatize and radicalize very large numbers of Palestinians uh, and others. Uh, There'll be another generation of terrorists, um, not just in Israel, but around the world, targeting Israeli and probably uh, US and and no doubt UK uh, interests. And we should reflect that what you can destroy with high explosive in literally microseconds that may have taken centuries, certainly decades to build, will take decades to replace. And with 50% at least of the housing stock in northern Gaza destroyed. The humanitarian and, and wider rebuilding challenge in Gaza is enormous, and it's just not clear who is going to pay for that and who's going to do it. So have, have, have you any faith, or, or can anybody have any faith in the Israelis to to not repeat the mistakes of the past as they would interpret them? Um, I, I'm, what I'm talking about there is this idea that you know, in the future, they've pulled out their ground troops and it's going to be more targeted um, attempts at at, uh, at curtailing the influence of Hamas. I mean, that that has been the, the, the tactic in the past, but it became almost impossible to do once Gaza kind of was rebuilt and once Hamas kind of tunneled uh, their command and control centres uh, underground and once all their operations became subterranean. Are we just going to find ourselves kind of repeating yesterday in the future? So for the foreseeable future, I think for some months, uh, Israel is going to do targeted operations. It's not going to leave Gaza. It'll just have a lighter presence, but it won't in any way have left. And one of the reasons it won't have left is it's not at all sure what replaces it. Many people say it can't be Israel. That, that would seem obvious. But but there aren't any uh, nascent Palestinian organizations that could maintain security in a way that would mean Hamas couldn't regrow. And so far, there's nobody else in the world offering to come and provide a third party like the UN, for example, to uh, provide a climate of of stability. And and we're in this very hard place where so much has been damaged, so many people have died. Hamas may or may not be significantly depleted. But what constitutes a long-run stable outcome, Mm. it's just not at all clear. And then in terms of the war itself, uh, Richard, I guess phase one was the aerial bombardment. It lasted several weeks. Phase two was uh, the ground operations, which, uh, as you said, that, that that ground operation doesn't disappear overnight, but it kind of dwindles in terms of boots on the ground, in terms of the numbers. H- how long will this so-called phase three last? Is this a much longer term thing we're looking at? So it'll depend on the, the facts on the ground. So it's, it's not proven and there's no script. I think Israel will assume they are talking months well in well into the summer. And Israel will hope that by switching to more targeted operations with a lighter footprint, the international pressure to get out of Gaza will diminish. It won't in any way change the humanitarian catastrophe that we're all looking at. And whilst this is playing out, we'll still have the risk that uh, Israel may feel the need to turn to Lebanese Hezbollah in the north of Israel and the conflict conflict will take another turn on another front. Uh, uh, Right at the outset of our conversation, uh, you said that what Israel was doing today, what they were announcing, was only partially in response to pressure from the US, the UK and and other allies and supporters. 
has that pressure begun to build and is it likely to continue building? I, I think it, it has had some effect, but it has, it has never derailed the Israeli priority of mm. making sure Hamas cannot hurt Israel again in the future as far as that is, that is possible. And, and this is unfinished uh, business. The much more difficult question is, so even when Israel decides in due course that it's done as much as it can to diminish Hamas, and there's no point continuing its current even light foot military operation, what is the arrangement for Gaza that restores the lives of currently 1.9 million displaced people? That, that's, that's almost all of the population and rebuilds Gaza in a way that reflects the needs of the, of the Palestinians and meets Israel's security requirements. I mean, what is the plan? Who's going to pay for it? Who's going to do it? Will it work? And, and that is a way, way more complex and harder problem than how do you deal with Hamas today? Yeah, which is why I suspect you and I will be speaking again as this continues to play out. I look forward to it. Uh, Richard, thank you very much for your time. General Sir Richard Barrons, who's a former British Army Chief of Staff. He's now the co-chairman of Universal Defence and Security Solutions. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.